You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. I'm Chris. And Chris, what do we talk about on this bullshit show? We talk about relationships. Like love. Sex. Butt stuff. Rock and roll. Anal. All of it. Beads. Yeah. Wieners. Yeah. Love. (laughs) Death. Family. (laughs) Kids. Friends. We talk about all of it, all relationships, whether it is a paternal relationship or an intimate relationship or a friendship. Like I've recommitted to this doc. Oh. oh yeah, no, go ahead. Oh shit, and you were doing the professional countdown was, and everything. I was, but that's and okay. I was playing with Dart because Dart is adorable and sweet. Yeah. He smells of dog. Oh no, he's gross. No, um, he's amazing. I just took him outside, so he's a little damp. So he definitely stinks I, like a dog. Oh, he is damp. Like my panties are damp right now. That's Every time right. I sit across from you. Lucky you. Yeah. So we had neither of us had have, have had a drink for a bit. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm going on uh, just a week, over a week. Yeah. I'm, I'm at like two. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal because I crave it and it makes me think that I'm making the right decision. So I, I had a conversation with Cody about this because I told him I wasn't drinking. And uh, Cody's been on the show, listeners. If you haven't listened, go back, listen to some older Talk episodes. Talk about slamming some bitches, yeah. swiping right. Oh, dude, I have a funny story to tell about him today. So he um, he's like, yeah, sometimes I'll just like be bored and I'll just get smashed. And I'm like, I get it. I yeah. get it. Been there. Um, but and he's like, because I was, you know, we were talking about me not drinking. And he's like, well, I might quit. And I'm like, okay, like. It's not a big deal if you do. Um, the hardest thing about it is like if you're out doing something socially. I was on on <laughs> set on Sunday night. We had a uh, after the store closed. Yeah. Uh, we had a work team building exercise where we went to an axe throwing joint. Yeah. And like that's the hardest time to not drink. Right. Because everybody's drinking. Everybody's drinking. But me. And there's stuff there that you're like, I would love to drink that right yeah. now. Um, so that's that's rough. But it's not that bad, man. You sip on a Coke or whatever, and it's cool. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's it. We had we had a perfectly good time. I had, I mean, I I had a lot of fun, more fun than honestly I expected to have. Yeah. But not drinking was challenging, but not you know undoable. Well, what I was telling Cody about it, I was like, look, dude, I was like, if you're craving it, like if you're feeling like you know how if you go without a cigarette for a while and you're a smoker, it's like you're almost hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, if you're feeling that with alcohol, that's when it's a bad sign. Yeah. Uh, because your body actually craves the digestive process of it. And that's part of what alcoholism is. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know I, that. I learned that from my, my old man. Uh, so yeah, he had, he had told me that and I was like, Oh shit, that makes sense. So like anytime I would like be craving a drink, I'm like, okay, it's time to not drink for a while. Right. Um, and that's not, I can't fathom being in a position to where you go through withdrawals. Yeah. Uh, I've never had the shakes right. when I've not drank and I've never, I've never had withdrawal symptoms with the exception of a hangover, which is, yeah, you know, no, because, and, and, and I, I mean, in the, in the last 20 odd years, I have consumed a lot of alcohol. I really have, but I've never, you know, I've never been drunk at work. I've never had a DWI. I've never had any of those issues. I've never been to the point where, you know, I am feeling sick because I don't have alcohol, but you know, God, I'm terrified to ever get to that point. Well, I think, uh, and I could be speaking slightly out of term, but like with alcohol, if, if you're having that craving, like you have to be. Okay, in order to go through full-blown withdrawal, you have to have it in your system all the time Mm -hmm. and a good amount, okay? Because you can have a couple beers. You can have four beers a night, depending on who you are, you know? Um, But, shit, I would have two two to four beers most nights and not be hungover the next day. Some days you might have a hangover if you drank, like, a different beer or something. But not really be affected by it. And, like, it was cool. But like when the first thing that you do is go home and you're like, I'm going to crack open a beer. I feel like that's kind of where the problem starts. And if sure. that's your go-to as soon as you get there, that's where it gets scary. That's pretty much my go-to. <clears throat> pretty really? much, yeah. I'm going to go home and I'm going to have a couple beers. That's just what I did. Sorry, Dart. But you were only having like two. Yeah. That was your limit. Yeah, two is two is my limit. And that was imposed by my old lady, you know, on a school night, on a night. Well, basically, if I had to work the next day, she didn't want me to get smashed. Well, I think. Which if, I respect. If 
if you didn't have her around, you'd probably be fucked. Yeah, no, for sure. Without question. Like you would for sure have been going crazy. Oh no, I would have been doing I would have been doing cocaine and heroin and I just You wouldn't have been, been doing heroin. I I would have tried heroin. Really? I think yeah. Really? I think so. Would you have shot it up or would you have snorted it? I I don't know. I think I would have had to snort it. I'm terrified of pudding. So I'm not scared <laughs> of needles, but I'm scared of drugs that you mainline. You know what was crazy is watching Breaking Bad mm-hmm. when uh, I, I forget what season it is, but it's like his little, you know, protege um, when him and that chick get uh, high oh, yeah, and they're yeah. doing heroin. And she's like, I like to mix a little bit of meth with it. It makes it great. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like yeah. that shit was crazy to me. Yeah. I can't. I, yeah. Fuck that. I mean, I get the attraction <laughs> of of speed. I mean, you know, when it, when I did LSD, you know, the speed portion was always my my favorite. That just that getting amped up was always great. I really enjoyed that. But any which way, um, it's just something I can't. I don't know. I just need to stay away from it now. I think booze. That is fair enough. Not meth. No, you could try meth and be I've fine. never I've never <laughs> done meth. I've never done cocaine. I've never done heroin. Me neither. I'm terrified of them. Yeah. I don't. I don't even like weed. Like. I've done weed a handful of times, yeah, and like every time was fucking awful. Hmm. So I'm totally happy not to. The only time that was remotely enjoyable, I uh, accidentally mixed some in with like my CBD stuff because I used a grinder that had it on there, mm-hmm. and like I think the re- there was like a little bit of residual there. I felt giggly and had the munchies, mm-hmm. so I ate a bunch of cereal. But other than that, every time was fucking awful. Hmm. So I think just barely having any was fine. But then CBD was messing with my, uh, was messing with like my brain. Um, you and I talked about this, like how, like I, I'd felt depression, mm-hmm. like for the first time and there was nothing depressing going on. Right. And I was like, yeah, this is not okay. So I was like, I'm not having any more of the CBD mm-hmm. stuff. So I fucking nixed that. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I got. Oh I yeah, lo- go on. No, I love I love when we have. I hope those moments get edited out. Those weird silences. They uh, sometimes Never. do. Sometimes Never. do. Never. Yeah, you. No, they sometimes no, do. I'll go through if there's like a big pause. If there wasn't something like profound said before that, um, and it's not like some dramatic pause, I will edit that out. Hmm. Uh, but if we're just talking, then we both go like stupid for a minute and we're like, Duh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah, and we're sitting there, you know, trying to eat the, the foam on the mic. Oh, I love that foam on the mic. We, you know, I'm like, Nope, that's gone. Uh, no. So back to Cody. So today I get a call from him. He's like, yeah, I had to go to the DMV today, uh, renewing my car and all that shit. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I went to high school with the girl there. I was like, that's awesome. He's like, yeah. He's like, she's like five foot nothing and super cute. So I'm going to stay away from that trouble. And I was like, what? Was he, he's still single, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why would what you? What the fuck, man? That's what I said. I'm like, why Get would you? Get up in them goods. Why would you do that? And he's like, dude, it's it's just trouble. It's just trouble. And I was like, does she seem crazy? He's like, no, she seems really nice. I'm like, she's five foot or five foot one and super cute is what he said. I'm like, so she's five foot one. So she's tiny and super cute. Like, what's wrong with that? That seems like a like a win right there. That girl needs to get smashed, man. Tiny chicks <laughs> love to get smashed. So... We got off the phone and like an hour later, cause I went and climbed hour later, I call him back and I'm like, Hey bud, are you wanting to get together today? He's like, no, I think I'm gonna hang out with that chick. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, oh, I think I was messing with you. I was like, were you, were you, or did like the, the logic come, come and sit yeah. in, in your brains. And he's like, yeah, I think it was the logic came and sat in my brains. Yeah, I think that you persuaded him to do the thing. And he was like, oh, God damn, Chris is right. I don't think I persuaded him. Like, I think he had his mind made up. Uh, and then I think he actually thought about it. And he's like, yeah, what the fuck am I thinking? Like, there's some. But why was he resistant in the first place? I th- well, one of the a con- OK, a conversation that we had with that was he's like, dude, blah, blah, blah. And she's she's going to be crazy. And I was like, look, at this point. You're going to say every girl's going to be crazy and you're going to look for a reason to not hang out with them. Like, does that make sense to you? Like you want to enjoy somebody's company, but you don't want to enjoy their company. I'm like, you're never going to have anybody around with that. Like even going on a date, like going on a date can be fun for you. You're a single dude. You want to go 
shoot the shit with somebody for an hour or two, three hours, whatever, however long a date lasts, fuck, why not? Like, that'd be, that'd be fun. You should do that. And I think he's like, oh, I guess they're not all crazy. I just married a crazy one once. Yeah, he just had he just had a bad experience, which is it sort of is a good transition into this evening's topic. Yeah. Of, you know, Chris and I sat down and like, what are we going to talk about? And I suggested that we talk about recommitting to a relationship, Yeah, which is something that, you know, can be familial it can be platonic it can be romantic i mean and i think that the thing that inspired me is you know obviously my wife and i have been working very hard on our relationship and we had a conversation um recently and 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 i was really really surprised because i she said something about me forgiving her for the affair and I was like, well, of course I forgive you. And she's like, you know, in the in the year plus that we've been going through this, that's the first time you've ever said that. And I was like, no, it's not. You've said it on the show. Uh, but I've never said it to her. Ooh. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah. I had never said it to her. And and I was like, no, you're, of course I have. She goes, no, you haven't. Trust me. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Okay. Well, and that's a big step. You know, and it just made me think about how, you know, if if I was going to leave her in anger, I would have done so long ago. Yeah. If I was going to leave her because I thought it was the right decision and better for me, you would have done it. I think I would have shortly thereafter as well. Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 you know, somewhat recently or, or what have you, you know, I even thought that if. If it wasn't going to work out, the time to get divorced would be after her father-in-law retires, her stepfather-in-law. Yeah. Uh, her stepfather. Yeah, my stepfather Your father-in-law, yeah. Yeah. That it would be best when he retired because then she would have somebody who's very knowledgeable to help her around the house. Not because he's a man, but because he's extremely knowledgeable about carpentry and plumbing. And He knows all that shit. He knows all yeah. that shit. And she would have someone to help her with that stuff and I would feel less guilty. But, you know, I mean, I, I said from the onset, that's not what I want. But, you know, I, I don't want to leave her. I want the relationship to work. Um, and even though I don't think I'll fully understand why the affair happened, because I, I recognize it's not about me. It's about her. It was about what she was going through and her being selfish. But, you know, I I don't think it is a reason to end my marriage. You know, so, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I might as well, you know. I've already been done. Commit. Well, no, I'm, what I'm oh, saying if you're gonna is gonna do the if relationship, I'm gonna, if yeah. I'm going to stay in the relationship, then I need to be in the relationship yeah. and not sit the fence. Not have a foot out the door or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, it's so weird. Um, I actually, I, I was scrolling or something recently on Facebook and an article popped up about. Uh, Blow like, dudes? Relationships ending because of cheating mm-hmm. um and i was like oh that's interesting uh didn't i didn't read it i just kind of scrolled past it and then i was listening to a podcast and in that podcast um the person that was speaking was like you know there's a bajillion shitty things that you do to somebody or you can do to somebody and he lists off a few and being unfaithful is one of them and he's like and it's he's like uh a relationship can really only survive a couple of acts of infidelity. Mm-hmm. He's like, if it happens once, he's like, it's salvageable. It happens twice, potentially salvageable. Um, three times, you're really, really skating on thin ice. Right. And then anything past that, it's over. Right. Like, there's well, no hope. Yeah. No, I mean, if, in, in, you know, if she had another affair, dime done. Yeah. Done. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. I get that. That makes perfect sense. Um, but it, it was so interesting to me because I'm like, man... That's like one of those things that you think is so unforgivable, but I think that is, I think we're both very similar in the sense that uh, we have these attachment issues, mm-hmm. and I think it would, it's it's really easy to be like, okay, this is the cardinal sin, this is worse than anything else, but 
the other person that you're in the relationship with could have, you know, they obviously have a different life experience in yourself. So you could have already done something that is like the cardinal sin to them and they forgave you for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, I, okay, like that's fair. If, well, and so we've talked about it a little bit on the show because your wife had been watching, you guys had been watching Letter Kenny. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm all caught up on Letter Kenny. So, yeah. so are we, yeah. okay. So, it's funny because Derry's girlfriend cheats on him. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. He gets cheated on basically every time he has a girlfriend. Right. So he gets cheated on. But then, you know, spoiler alert, if you're not cut up on Leonard Ketty, fucking turn this off. Um, but then Wayne gets cheated on. Yeah. You know, his fiance, they're going to fucking get married. Yeah. And she, he catches her horking on somebody else, which that's a big deal. And the, the conversation is that they have is that if you don't stand for uh, something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And if they cheat, it's over. Right. Yep. No exceptions. And I thought, but okay, when you're dating, I get it. But when you're married and your spouse is unfaithful and you've, you know, made a commitment to be with that person through thick and thin, right? Through whatever, you know, insert cliche here yeah. before, if you believe in God, before God and before your community, you've pledged to be with this person. And is that a reason to end that contract? And I just don't. I think it's a case by case basis. I, I think you're right. I can't, you can't say, well, infidelity, it, that's the end. That's it. It's over. Right. You know, I think that's a fair point at yeah. which you can leave. Yeah. I don't think, and I, I think we've had a similar conversation to this on the show before. I don't think that has to be the end all be all. No, no. But, but you also have to consciously accept that that is not the end. I mean, I, I, I sat the fence for, a long time. Yeah, for a year, basically. Yeah. And and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted. I, I mean, I, I knew I didn't want to be without her, but I, I didn't know. I, it, it's that it's I guess it, it boils down to the trust. Right. And when I saw how much I saw when she realized how much she hurt me, that she wouldn't do it again, that 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 was the thing that really sent me on my way of, okay, you're not going to do this again. But if you do, I'm going to kill both of us. Makes sense. <laughs> it's the only logical conclusion. Yeah, kidding, by the way. But then I thought, you know, what if I do it? What if I had an affair? Yeah, how, how would she respond? You would want to be forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you were planning on exiting the relationship because of that affair. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that's such a weird thing, like the whole affair thing. Like, so there is the excitement of a new relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there is the, there's the whole concept of a relationship becoming stagnant after a period of time. But like the thing that you have with the stagnant relationship is one, the time investment Two. If, if you're in that committed relationship, like you're, you're in it. Right. Um, there's a, there's a lifestyle that you have that you don't have to give up or anything like right. that. And that's kind of yeah. cool. But, but you and, I mean, you and Tara went through a split. Yeah. And you got back together. Yeah. I mean that, I can't think of a better example of recommitting to somebody setting, you know, basically resolving the issues that you had that caused the split and saying, okay, we're going to be together. We're going to be partners in this. And I, and I think that for me, and I don't know if you and Tara had this experience, but for me, it certainly has provided a sense of clarity. Aren't those amazing? Tara's going gaga over some uh, miniatures, of some whiz kids, deep cuts, transformers models that they did. You want to paint those with me? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what was what was weird about um, us getting back together? I think to an extent, both of us were still committed to the relationship in some way. Right. Uh, like we were both assholes right um 
but I think there was some level of commitment that was still there. And then when we got back together, it was both feet in. This is what it is. Right. Let's go. We're going to have to figure everything out as we go now. Right. You know, whatever, whatever complications like the split up brought and all that fun stuff. Like that's all, that's hard. So we did that. And I, I can say pretty honestly, and Tara could probably vouch for this. I think we've been in a really good place recently. Um, we have our issues here and there, but sure. for, for the most part, like we've been in a really, really awesome place. Uh, she, she said something recently. She's like, you've not mentioned that split up in a while. Are you hmm. doing okay? She's like, are you stewing or something? And I was like, no, I was like, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, cause it's one of those things I didn't want the split up. I thought that was stupid. Uh, and it, it, that really hurt my feelings and it really shook my perception of reality. So having that happen was absolutely just horrendous for my psyche and having her i guess recognize that because she she has and she's done everything that she can to atone for it um so yeah i mean that's that's been it's been cool it's been good so do you have any any friends that you've had a falling out with that you have resolved issues i've had friends that i've had falling outs with and part of it has just been Okay, so I had a falling out with Cody once. Hmm. Um, Cody and I had been friends since we were like 16 years old. So it's been 14 years now. Almost, yeah, almost 15. Uh, but we were friends. Go through all this teenage bullshit together, you know, girlfriends and all that. Like our, your first love or whatever. Um, we go through all that together. We're in a band together. A, a lot. And uh, when... My ex-wife and I were together. What? You guys touched dicks, didn't you? No. Yeah, um, no, you were... You we sword were, fought you all were the time. The fucking, no, you were in the devil's triangle. Yeah. And the two rules are is that you don't make eye contact and you don't touch dicks. Right. And Cody did both, didn't he? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we bumped balls. Um, mm. It was. It hurt so a little very bit. very tiny lady. But it was a good, good hurt. <laughs> uh, so we had this like falling out. Um, the, I was trying to do grown-up stuff. He was still being a kid. And we had a falling out because of that. And there was like a year or two where we didn't talk. Wow. That's sad. Uh, well, right when Tara and I got together, Cody and I started hanging out again. And it was awesome. Like, I guess it was it was right before her and I got together. Is that what I had said before? I don't know. Sure. I said it was around the time, I think. But yeah, right before her and I got together, um, I started hanging out with Cody again. And it was fantastic. Like, it was like having... Now, had Cody had his kid by this point? No. Okay. No. Um, it was like having, uh, you know, your your right hand back, basically. Right. Like, you, you cut it off, and you're like, yeah, that was for the best. But then you're, like, trying to write your name, and you're like, I don't have fingers anymore. <laughs> so, you know, that sucks. And, like, that relationship means a lot to me with Cody. Um, he's super important to me. So, like, getting to have that person in my life again is super amazing. And, uh we don't have to talk every day. Like he moved to Mississippi and like there was a year or two there when he lived there that we hardly talked. But, right. um, anytime we were together, it was like, boom, best of friends again. I love that shit. I love you, Cody Tubbs. So when you were, when he was doing kid shit and you were doing adult shit, is this because you were married and yeah. you had a child? Yeah. And... One on the way. Um, and he was worried about partying. Right. So, no, but I, I get that from I get that from both perspectives. Yeah, because, for sure. Because you know, from his perspective, you guys grew up. You were you were thick as thieves. You went out. You did stuff together, and now you have a wife and a child and all this shit going on, and you don't have time to engage in that lifestyle anymore. Yeah, you know. Well, so I, I get that. We we were idiot kids that fuck. He was a server at IHOP and I was working some bullshit retail job. Like money was always tight and all that. So when you live together on top of that, it it's just hard. Like having if you wait, you guys live together? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Um when you have a a friend and you make him a roommate, like it changes things. Yeah, no, I do not ever want that. Well, Cody Cody stayed with Tara and I for a little bit and it was tough. Uh it was definitely tough, but 
shit. Especially with him getting a glass and listening at the wall when right? you guys bang. No, it was at the ceiling because he slept in the basement. Oh, and you guys were he just down there flapping away. Oh yeah, he's on a he's on a rickety ladder. That's right, flopping away, just fucking grinding, holding his. Oh yeah, it was so hot. good for him. That yeah, is so hot. so good for him. No, uh, that was that was tough and. Our relationship is best when we don't live together. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I guess it's like that with your parents too, right? Yeah. It would be hard to live with my... Like, Tara and I lived with my mom for nine months. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking hard. Like, I love my mom. My mom's amazing. My stepdad's amazing. Um, but it's fucking hard to live with them. All right. So not like... Because you because you you feel guilty and resentful at the same time. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, it's it's so weird. Like I was uh, doing my drop shipping thing, and I just started at Miniature Market and stuff like that when we lived with my mom still. And I was just like, man, this fucking. My mom's like, you got to get a real job, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm making enough money right now. Like I get that you don't understand it, and that's okay, but leave me alone. Right. And she's like, you played video games for like three hours today, and I'm like, yeah, because I could. Yeah. What did you do today? Yeah, spent, what was your what was your relaxation, Mom? Oh, I'm like I spent eight hours yesterday getting the stupid website put together. I don't know how to build a website, Mom. Do you want to build one? Wow. No, it was it was frustrating, but yeah, not living with my yeah. parents is awesome. Uh, don't I, don't shit on people for how they spend their free time. I that's crappy. But I had a falling out with my mom when I was a teenager. Yeah, I didn't talk to her for like a year or two, uh, and our relationship's fucking awesome. So. Had a small falling out with my dad at one point. Yeah. Our relationship's cool. Yeah, I, you know, I I wish... No, that's, that, that's... I don't know. To say I wish or I regret, that's not fair. Because if, if those were true, then I would do something about it. But, but I'm sad by the fact that I don't have a better relationship with my father. Um, that I don't have a closer relationship with my brother and my nephews or my sister. But... I'm also, you know, I'm a hypocrite because I don't do anything to make those relationships stronger. It's so weird, man. Um, the the one thing that you don't get back in this lifetime is time. Uh, money comes and goes. Shit comes and goes. Like, you'll have things. And, like, being a, a collector of things, I'll, like, obsess over putting a collection together. But I won't put that effort into relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And that's not really fair. No, and it's not right. I'm the I'm the same way. I don't I don't put the requisite not requisite, but I, I don't put the appropriate amount of effort into relationships with other people. Well it's it's relationships are hard. Every relationship is hard. Yeah, and I don't want to do work. I'm 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 genuinely the hardest working lazy person. So it's funny, Tara's the same way. She doesn't want to deal with a relationship with people. Um, and generally it's with like friends. So she'll make a friend when they first become friends. It's all great. They want to hang out all the time, blah, blah, blah. Cool, whatever. And then she's like, oh, so-and-so's dealing with this and I just don't want to hear about it. Right. And I'm like, well, it's not, you know, that big of a deal. Just chat about it a little. It's cool. I'm sure you vent a little bit. Yeah, it's not the same because, like, I think she wants that relationship to basically be, and I, I'm speaking for her, and I could be wrong, but I feel like she wants that relationship to be the the fun, goofy thing and keep the other shit separate. Like, I think she's trying to compartmentalize there, and that's really hard. You can't right. in a relationship. No, you, everything kind of bleeds into no, that. It, it, and it and it has to. It is again. I just I'm, I don't know. I'm riddled. I'm just riddled with cliches. But it's a package deal, right? You get you get everything with somebody. You get all their bullshit. You get all their baggage. You get all the good and all the bad with that person. And in a relationship at the beginning, you know, here's all my good. Isn't this great? Don't you want to hang out with me? Don't you want to, don't you want to get together and we have fun. Don't you want to run the risk of learning things about me that you don't like? We should just keep hanging out until you learn more and more and more about me. And then you get tired of me and you don't like those things. Well, it's so funny. Uh, She's friends with that girl that I dated and they're like all oh yeah yeah super yeah. close or something right now. Um they talk about the light switch. Yeah, probably. Talk about the dick. 
Well, the other one's not seen it or oh. experienced it in any way. Uh, I made sure of that. Not even a taste? Not even a taste. That's unfortunate for yeah, you. Didn't even flip the switch. Okay? Sounds unfortunate for her. Yeah. Lucky her. Um, it's true. But, it, yeah, like, I think it's kind of weird and I think it's kind of funny. But I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, probably not going to talk to this girl in a year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I have friends that, you know, I mean, and, and I've said this before, but, you know, my brother called me right now and said, hey, I need to bury this dead hooker. I'd be like, okay. I mean, you know, he's a, a loving husband and a father of three, and I, you know, would certainly judge him for having been with and murdered a hooker, but that can come later. What can come right now is that my brother needs help and I need to go help him. So I have to go. Right. And I've got buddies that are like that, but you know, I would, I would risk imprisonment to protect them, but I won't pick up the phone to call them and just say, Hey, how's it going? That's weird. Isn't it? Yeah. But like relationships are, are weird like that too, because generally you're not going to call him unless you need something. Right. And vice versa. If he's not calling you either, what effort is he putting into it? Right. But Here's the thing is that, you know, my my brother in his defense has put forth effort to maintain a relationship and I've been shitty. But don't you need that? Don't you need to maintain? Don't you need to reach out just to make sure that the relationship has a level of upkeep? I think it depends on the relationship. Really? See, I I think that. I think that the degree may vary, but I think that it is necessary in all relationships to just be like, you know, I'm thinking about you or, hey, how's it going? Hey, we haven't talked in a while. Just to make sure you're doing well. You know, oh, hey, you, how was your trip to blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, even though there may not be a sincere and genuine interest in those things, I think it is important to let people know, I want to hear from I value you. you. Yeah, I value you. I value the relationship. And so, and I mean, I think that that certainly falls in line with the topic of the show of recommitting and making sure that you're putting forth the effort just to reach out to somebody and say, how's it going? Well, you know, that's, I think that, I think you're right. I think you're hundred percent right. I guess my initial statement wasn't fair um, because yeah, it's, it's the level of, uh, of effort that you have to put into it. Yeah. In some relationships require very yeah. little. And I've, I've never been good at that. I think cause I'm too selfish. I, I just don't, it's not that it's not that I lack empathy. It's just that, you know, I'm I'm selfish, I'm egocentric. I think about, you know, my issues and my day and my problems and I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. I think that's normal. Um I think most people are looking at whatever they're going through. I mean, shit, your scope of experience is limited to your you. scope of experience. Right. So, I don't think there's really a way to get past that. Right. Because everybody else is a supporting character, regardless of how close they are to you in your life, they're supporting cast. Do you think about that when you think of death, like your own? In what context? Do you think of, okay, when I, when I leave the world, um, if this person's still here, what does that mean for them? Do I care? Cause I'm dead. I think, th I think the caring comes before you die. Well, like re recently. Cause I, I think about death all the time. Is there, is there anyone in your life who they, if they died, you could not go on with your life? My kids. Like if both my kids died, yeah, I'd be done. I'd check out. I'd fucking sit at home with a thing of Oreos, get type two diabetes and keep eating the Oreos. Yeah. And that would be that. Hmm. Um, I mean, if something happened to my wife, I would be, I would be devastated for some time, but I could get past it. And, and I just think that if something happened to me, that there might be, for most people, some short-term disappointment that I'm no longer around. But 
I don't think I'm that impactful on anyone's individual life that it's it would be that big a deal. Well, regardless of who dies, the world keeps spinning. Right. So there's that. Yeah, life goes on. You still have to go to work. You still have to pay your, your bills. You still have to feed your kids. But, but you going, still have your own personal interests. Going back to your supporting like, character my thing. My life has very limited impact on that. Well, going back to your supporting if character any, thing, though, like... You're not a supporting character in your story, obviously, because it's yours. Um, You're a supporting character in everybody else's story. But what what does that what does that entail? I guess is the question that I was asking. Um, Do you do you not think of because like for me, I'm like okay, if I die, what happens with my kids? Right. Like that's not uh, dying is not an option. Is it? Are Tara and the children provided for if you're in an accident? Do you have life insurance? Do you have something that's going to cover that? Do you have a savings? Do you have, you know, a little nest egg set aside? Um, You know, those things all make sense. The only person I have to think of in my life if, you know, God forbid something happened would be does – is memory – prepared financially and i mean to the best of my ability right now yeah so but i mean would she be upset sure but could she go on with life yeah absolutely well yeah i mean i'm not saying for a second that any one person is so important that again the the world keeps spinning regardless of who dies um if we as a species went away the world would keep spinning yeah so that would be that would be whatever it is i just uh yeah i don't know I, I think it's really important to try to uh be the best thing that you can be and like shit i fall short of this every fucking day no i don't i don't even try um I, i've never tried to be the best me hmm. yeah i feel guilty for taking naps no, no. Isn't that weird? No. Like I, naps are good. You need sleep. No, sleep no, no. is and important for I'll, you. I'll justify it with that. But then it's like, all right, after you take a nap, you lay there for an hour. No, I don't. Oh, I do. I wake up and I'm up. I could, yeah, I'll fucking lay there for an hour today. Took a little power nap and fucking I woke up and I was like, fuck, something has to happen right now. So I like tried to get up and get moving and I was like, I need to sit down for a minute. And I sat down right. for like 25 minutes and I was like you know, groggy. It was one of those naps where you wake up more tired than you. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there fucking groggy in this haze and I'm just like, this is fucked up. Like I shouldn't have taken a nap. Yeah. This is why my brother hates naps because, you know, he wakes up and he's angry and cranky and groggy and what have you. I understand that concept. I almost never have experienced it when I take a nap. Oh, really? If I sleep for an hour or two, man, I wake up, I'm like, let's tackle this bitch do you set an alarm when you take a nap no that's that, that's probably why your nap is fulfilling yeah because like but i will i will say hey baby don't let me sleep past x yeah you know yeah i uh i'll set like a you know 30 minute alarm and that's like barely I, in, you know you need at least an hour so you need with a power nap you're supposed to do no more than 20 minutes. I, I, no, I, 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 you know what? I know my body better than some scientists. Yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to be like 20 minutes. You're not supposed to let yourself get into REM sleep because if you pull yourself out of it, you're groggy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like today with my power nap, I got into that fucking REM sleep, started having dreams and shit. Alarm goes off and I'm like, fuck, and I'm, you know, groggy and half dead. And I'm like, I shouldn't have taken a nap at all. But then, like, if if I have a, you know, Sunday's our day off in the car car business. So if you have a Sunday off, um, that's, like, my day to catch up on sleep. Right. So I might sleep late, wake up, do some shit, and then take a nap for a couple hours. And, like, I feel horrible about that. I don't even hmm. want to fucking do that. I'm like, that was such a waste of time. Like, your only bit of free time and you're going to spend it sleeping? Fuck but that. But your body, your body needs sleep. It does. It needs it. So if I did a better job furnishing that throughout the week, I wouldn't have to worry about it. Sure. And well, I guess I think that's where the guilt lies. I gotcha. Because I'll, most nights I'll stay up to like one or two in the morning 
just fucking watching TV or and then you get dicking around or whatever. I can't stay awake. Yeah, I do it. It's like every night, and then the nights where you need to like because you're doing you're doing like a family function or mm-hmm. something like that or you're hanging out with friends and like let's say your friends are like oh your friend stays at your house till 2 a.m just bullshitting with you i feel fucking so dead by the end of that i'm like mm-hmm. this is fucked dude we don't need to hang out right now <laughs> and if i got a normal amount of sleep eh, that wouldn't re- really be a big deal but like the four hours that i normally get five hours whatever it's yeah. it's fucked up that's another and this is tangential, I know, but that's another thing that I think will be helpful for me not drinking is if I'm sitting on the couch, remember and I are watching television, if I have a couple of beers, fuck, I get sleepy and I'll just sonk out watching the show, you know, and I, and because alcohol is a depressant and I yeah. don't know how that works with my regular depression and my antidepressants, more reasons to not drink. But, um, fuck man, I'll just have a couple beers or if I'm not working the next day, three or four beers and like I will pass out on the couch. See, I'd rather, I, my quality of sleep when drinking is so much worse sure. than not. Yep. Uh, so like I'd rather fucking get four hours when I'm not drinking than eight hours when i am yeah because how you feel when you wake up is just so different yep and like generally speaking you know i'm getting about four hours i don't think i have insomnia or anything like so that it sounds like chris that we've recommitted to, to ourselves yeah to well, that's, bettering ourselves so i recently i'm not gonna be a better me i'm afraid that i'm not going to be fun or funny sober oh stop you'll be good you're I, very funny i i I worry about that. Now, to be clear, to be clear, uh, to be clear, <laughs> I know that's not the joke, but still, um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm still gonna smoke weed. You know, I'm not going to use weed to replace alcohol because I can't afford that. It's not as good. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, I actually prefer being high to being drunk. I prefer being buzzed with weed more than I prefer being buzzed with alcohol Hmm. because with marijuana, there is an awareness, right? An increased awareness. And sometimes the focus is too much and can be annoying. And when I'm smoking weed around other people, I'll say stuff and realize that it sounds dumb or I'll be paranoid that it sounds dumb because I'm hyper aware of what other people might be thinking. Um, when I'm drunk, it's for me, it's very, it's very, you don't care. Dulling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just dull. What's, um, what's cool about being drunk though is it, what's cool. Uh, one of the things that happens when you're drunk, I guess, is it's, it gets rid of inhibition. So sure. it's, you don't care anymore. Right. And like, that's nice. Yeah. I guess that's what I enjoy about it. Right. Um, like how, how my brain functions right. is just always thinking about what I think, what so-and-so thinks, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I miss it. I miss the, the, the thing that I really like about alcohol is the disconnection. Right. Is the disconnecting from the caring less, the being less inhibited. Right. I enjoy that. And can I be that person without alcohol? I hope. What? I, okay. Here's one of the things that I don't like about drinking. If I'm drinking, it's like super unproductive. And I think it's basically what most people think of stoners. Mm-hmm. You get stoned, you sit there, you watch TV. Right. If I'm drinking, I'll just sit there and watch TV. Right you know veg out basically i don't want to do that right so see i can drink and be productive i mean like if i if i were drinking like a normal tuesday night we get done recording right we have a couple beers um i generally would break the you know two beers a day rule i'd go home and have another beer or have a have a glass of bourbon or whatever and just sit and get a buzz and build miniatures or write or you know do some other thing in my game room if i have a focus i can be very very productive um hell do yard work outside during the summer or whatever um that i can't do that with weed i can't i, can't, I just i'm too uh. 
yeah, I, too inside my own head. I can't do it with drinking. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta fucking sit here. That I mean, that's yeah, that's it. Like I, I won't focus enough on like if I'm painting a miniature, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't fucking focus enough. Oh, on no, it. drinking and painting figs, that that's great. I can't even do it. Mm. I have to be like judge sober. It has to be daylight outside. No, I've done it at like 3 a.m. before. Yeah. Who am I kidding? I've done it drunk before. Um, it was just, I don't know. I got way more enjoyment out of painting a sure. minifig being sober. Yeah, and I guess that that's a level of maturity that I've, uh, I, you know, I, I've achieved, an achievement I've unlocked is that you know <laughs> I I recognize that there are times in life where it's better if I'm sober. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I, I mean, at I'll be 45 tomorrow. At at 45 years old, I'm just now recognizing this. I feel like a late bloomer. That's awesome. That means you get to be like 150. I hope. You hope? I hope. You know what's funny? I was I was talking to the kids recently, and uh, I was like, you know, your body's basically only meant to be about 80 years old. Like, that's why most people die at 70-something. Like, your mm-hmm. body's really not made to go past that. If yep. you get to go past that, it's fucking an anomaly. It's a big deal. Um, average life expectancy in the U.S. is 72. So that's – if you get to be 80, you're doing pretty fucking good. Uh, but the the way that your body functions, like, it, you don't stay young mm-hmm. very long. Right. So you're basically meant to go out, be super productive uh, when you're young, like you're supposed to be able to get good at shit, and then you're supposed to be able to maintain being relatively good at shit into your 40s, and then into your 50s, there's a rapid decline. Wow. Well, it it starts at 35. I feel like I've wasted my life. Well, your testosterone levels drop off, I think, at 35. I need to get that T back up. Exponentially. Get that T apparently there's a boxer named Tyson Fury and he's like, I'm masturbating like seven times a day right now to keep my testosterone levels up. Huh? Cause he just wants to fuck people up. And I guess that's, it's keeping his test high enough. I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah. Is there, is there science behind this? I have no fucking clue. I'm like, are you just a sex addict? Like, yeah. Seven times a day is a lot. Yeah. I mean, That's I mean, like fucking 15-year-old shit right yeah, there. Not even when I was 15 would I jerk off seven times in a day. That's work at that point. Maybe four. And that fourth nut, nothing's coming out, it's, and it kind of hurts. Yeah, no, it's not. Mm-mm, it's not me. Yeah, not seven times in a day. Yeah. Keep his test levels up. Fuck that. Yeah, and it's not for me. I'm no, not. no, that's too much work at that yeah, point. I'm yeah. like, I don't need testosterone then. Yeah. Yeah, when you're just like beating this floppy noodle. Just to do it? Yeah, no. Mm. I'm like, it's not even, what's the point? Yeah, and how much, I mean, and how much porn do you go through? Well, uh, that's the thing. Do you even go through porn at that point or is no, it just a just business a job. It's just like brushing your teeth. You're yeah. just like, uh, nut, uh, okay. Yeah. Are you trying to see how fast you can do? Are you fucking up your times with that? You know what I mean? No, sure. Because like at that point, you're probably just trying to get the job done. Right. And if you're trying to get the job done, you're probably fucking getting as close to being a minute man as you can right and if you're doing that you're probably fucking up your time in the bedroom bro Hmm. i don't know i don't know Hmm. most people can make themselves climax super fast much faster than you would in an an actual intimate encounter with another human being well i think it's i think nerves play a part of that uh well you know your body i mean our friend our friend jessica rose who's yet to be on the show um Jessica. She, I mean, you know, she and I had this conversation once. She's like, oh, I can make myself come, you know, pretty, pretty easily. Not easily, but, you know, fairly efficiently. Yeah, yeah. Efficiently is the, yeah, it's a great, I can make myself come efficiently, um, which I guess that's true for, for, for all of us. But, you know, I hear what you're saying about just beating that dick, trying to rush to that nut and then ruining your dick. Well, yeah. If you're trying to be efficient with it, like. Because you can condition yourself to last longer. Mm-hmm. So if you're it, it, like, I feel like there has to be a reverse side to that, isn't sure. there? I don't know. I don't know. You want to last longer? Drink alcohol. All of it. All the alcohol. It's called whiskey dick. Now, so, all right. But here's my question. So whiskey dick, is that the in? Is that the inability? It's the inability to get it up, I think. Okay. 
See, so that's not ever it's the not issue that I had. Dick. It wasn't whiskey dick. It was like, I've been drinking. It's going to take forever to nut dick. I'm drinking. I'm taking antidepressants. Yeah, this nut's not going to happen. That sucks. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So you're not... See, I can do... Having sex, like, I can get there fast. Like, it, you can get there quick. It's way better than your hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's like, how can you how can you not enjoy this more? And if I'm fucking making sure I can get it done super fast with my hand, well, then if I'm enjoying it more, I can probably get it done even faster. Yeah. You just see it and you're like, oh. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I just, I wouldn't want to risk taking my already, you know, 32 second time down even further. That'd be the worst. Hmm. You're up to 32. Yeah. Wow. Good yeah. on you, bro. I, I took it up from 29 seconds. Oh, that's great. It's, hey, been, it's hey. taken years. Years. It, it counts. It absolutely counts. Oh, yeah. No, I have an orgasm every time. <laughs> there have been a couple times where I haven't. Or I've just had, I'm just like, look, I've had too much to drink. This ain't happening. No, there's there's been times where I won't. It, it, that's more rare so than yeah. not. Like, super rare. Um, and Tara's a trooper. She's like, go ahead, do your thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when you get the okay, you can make it happen fast. Yeah. You're like, bup, 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 and you just pull it out and you're like, la, 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 baby better. You just throw it everywhere. You're just flinging population pace. You, pre- <laughs> you pretend it's a fire hose. Yeah. Oh you, God, I wish. You're like, it's not even like this when I pee and you just yeah, fucking sh- fling it all over the room. Sh- sh- she's like, you're sleeping on that bed, you know? Yeah, I'm like, nope. It's like, uh, we, we're going to flip that blanket over, I Sleeping think. Sleeping on that couch. Right. What's up, dogs? Yeah, they're on the couch right now. Yeah. Making Steven. Do, do, do. Yeah, we're, we're right about there. I was going to say, so, so I think that this week's word of wisdom then would be, I have two. Shoot. Take a step back, evaluate your relationships, and just let the other person know that... Uh, they're valuable to you, that that relationship matters. And uh, don't don't beat that dick too much. Don't you don't beat wanna, that dick too much. You don't much. want that dick to get fucked up. You want that dick to function with other people, whether it's in a, in a, in a, in a, in a butt pussy or <laughs> in an actual normal girl pussy or in a mouth. Actually, you know what? It, let me rephrase this. You want to nut fast in somebody's mouth. Right. If that if that if that beige is more than just foreplay, then, you know, you need to think about that nut and bust that nut because that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work going down on you. Yeah. At that point, it, I don't know, man. Don't abuse that dick, though. No, you got to be good to it. Yeah. You got to don't abuse that dick. Seven times a day is too much. Tyson it's, Fury. It's, it's 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 too spicy. Tyson's too much. Too spicy. Yeah, it's too much. But if you're a girl. Abuse that clit. Just smash it. Crush it. Take a fucking... 50 times a day is not enough. Take an iron right off the... And then you put an ice pack on it. Mm. 